for the captain, Tyler Adams. It's the McKinney, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is stuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulitzer! Scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead. Welcome to this, uh, what, what are we calling the World Cup edition, Rooster and the Villain slash Bobcast podcast here? Hmm. hmm. Put you right on the spot. I, I think I think that's uh, I think that's it right there. I have no idea. I, I mean, we got a familiar voice back on the line here. Jimbo, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been, uh, been a long minute, um, but I did enjoy like all the work you and Jake and um, I'm sorry. Alex. Yeah, Alex, thank you. That you guys did yep. with the Bobcast. That was awesome this year. Yeah, Bobcast has been a lot of fun. And and speaking of the Bobcast, Jake, nice to uh, have you back. Jake's been more consistent than either you or Tyndall, Jimmy, I'd say. But you guys carried it for a good 99 episodes. We just we got stuck on 99 for so long. It, it was a long time. And to be fair, and to be fair for Bradley, right? Like uh, he's got his first kid, or uh, just, just had his first kid. Yep. So cheers. Uh, yes, cheers, Bradley. Congratulations, buddy. He won't listen. Do you think he listens? I don't know. I, I bet you he will. I bet you'll listen to this for sure. Yeah, I guess he's all, all he's doing is changing diapers and watching soccer. <laughs> yeah. So, Jake, um, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, worked all day today. Mm. Um, got to watch the game at work, which was nice. Ooh. Yeah. On what kind of screen? Uh, on a phone, actually. The um, the IPTV app that I use. Um, I was up in the mountain up on a mountain pretty much at this uh, mansion or whatever. And uh, my IPTV app wasn't coming through, but luckily Peacock has the the Spanish broadcast. So yep. watch that. Yeah, the Spanish broadcast, that's what we did all the uh, the Mexico games at, with at the pop-up. We were, uh, we were going Spanish with Mexico. Honestly, Jimmy, it's probably, it's, I would say it's probably the best choice. I mean, listening to Stu Holden is going to, you know, make me bolder than I already am. So I might go to, I might go Spanish just out of pure, uh, um, pure chaos that the, listening to the, the Fox broadcast causes me. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I watched it at home today though. So nice, nice big old screen at home. That's probably mm-hmm. where I'll do the next one. We'll see. Although I got a nice, I mean, today my setup was like a hundred and, 80 inch projection projection screen with just a few USMNT fans. It was it was pretty. It was a nice fun environment to watch a game, for sure. Very but cool. I have to ask Jimmy, Timothy Ream has just been playing out of this goddamn <laughs> mind. And uh, I mean, what, I, do, what do you think? Give it up for your boy Timmy. I will. I will say that I have been a vocal um, naysayer of Tim Ream, and I think uh, in large part I still. I still feel that way, but I, I I have nothing bad to say about the way he's played the the three games so far this World Cup. He has been a steady, consistent hand back there. He's been um, our, our best defender, frankly. Um, so I, I can't. I, I'm I'm eating my words today. Uh, um, hats off, old man. He's he's done great. Yeah, yeah, cheers to him at 35 years old. What an old ass. Younger than <laughs> me, motherfucker. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you love the continuity with Anthony Robinson there at left back. It just, it just made sense, especially with the the way that they are playing in the prem, 
and they look great together on the left-hand side. We've we've really, I mean, overall, like Malik Babel said in our text thread, the defense has only give up one, given up one goal, and there's a penalty goal. They haven't given up an open play goal in the entire right. tournament. That's wild. Yeah. Really, really good defense. Well, I think a lot of that starts, too, from the, the midfield, right? Like, I mean, um, mm-hmm. if you look at, like, uh, I've been looking at some of the, the maps, you know, that, that they put out there after the games about, like, positioning and where the ball is being played. And you see Robinson and Dest, you know, obviously pushing pretty far forward on the outside. But Adams almost falls back into, like, a, a third central uh, defender. So Unreal. Tyler Adams has been unreal. He is like this is his coming out party at the at the World Cup. I mean, plenty of people that watch Leeds already knew that that was happening, but to see it on the world stage and, in my opinion, clearly our best player out there. Any any qualms with that statement? No, he's he's been he's been fantastic for what he is as the captain. You know, the heartbeat. Um, uh, he's he's uh, indispensable. It's, it's he's literally playing like. Uh, like a 2015 Conte. I don't think that's hyperbole to say that um, for what he does for the USMNT is um, very similar to what like Conte does for France and, and Chelsea in, in the past Le- uh, Leicester. So um, he's been absolutely outstanding um, in front of that defense. It's a big reason why we've only given up the, that PK goal. So Yeah. And then Jake, uh, what about Musa? Like what, you know, what, what, what have you seen in Musa? Obviously some very flashy moments that are just, you know, wooing all of us, but you know him best out of any of us because you watch Valencia performances. Yeah. Lucy doing. He's, he's so freaking good. If I can do the, the Adams thing real quick, just to sure. what Jimmy said, yep. that role is so hard to play well. Like, just the people that have been good at that role are like some of the greatest footballers ever. And it's, it's amazing to see him doing that, especially an American do that is just fucking awesome. But yeah, Musa, Musa does a lot of things well, long range, long passes, short passes. And then the thing that he is really disrupting the other teams with is he's receiving the ball deep in our half and he's breaking through like two different lines. And just you see everybody start to panic as he dribbles and then goes up and then he makes a play out. And he's doesn't you know, always make a play out though. Sometimes he is careless with the ball at 19 yeah. years old. Wait, which is 20. Fair. Today was his birthday. Happy birthday, right. Musa. Happy birthday, yeah. Musa. Cheers. He he can't drink in Qatar or at <laughs> home because nobody can drink in Qatar, technically. Nah. <laughs> yeah. That's no stupid fun. ass World Cup, really. Right. But him getting forward, right? Like that's been like well for I mean not to I mean we can sit here and talk about Adams all day if we want to because he's been fantastic. But because he's doing so much to cover behind, it's giving that freedom for for Musa and McKinney to really push forward. And you saw that in the first half, like when you know when they were playing proactive. Uh, and we get to the full game here in a minute, but when they were playing proactive style, McKinney and Musa getting forward and they're almost doing like a high press, like they're you know uh, preventing. Uh, Iran from really getting out and, and building out. So they were playing long ball a lot. I think Enjoyable that, first half, really. We yeah. were up in their half all, all game. It's delightful. But we can't break yeah. people down, but but go on. Oh, I mean, I think that that's the I mean, young young guys and and missing really a uh, an out-and-out, out, you know, striker, like somebody who is a commanding presence in the middle. They have all the talent on the wings, um, but, you know, Sargent played really well today, I thought, in the first he's half. He's played well both times he's seen the field, in my opinion. I thought he played well against Wales as well. 
And and Haji right. Like when he's out there, what is he what is he providing? Yeah. Nothing at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I, Sergeant, I, yeah. Oh. Sergeant possession was great, yeah, like what you guys are saying. Like the there was one in particular he got it down like to the left of the goal and just held the guy off until the rest of the play developed. Like that was it was fun to see him do that. He's bigger what, uh, than he's bigger than I thought too out there, you know. He's actually like a He's a bigger guy out front, not like Jesus. That's a little slight of frame, but he's like strong and stocky. Well, yeah, yeah, I think I think you saw like if you look back at pictures from like you know when he joined Norwich to what he is now, he's put on a lot of muscle in like the last year, year and a half. Um, you know, really built himself for uh, you know the the grind of playing in well now the championship, but you know uh, goal being the Premier League. Um, he, he's, he's got the body type to do that. And, you know, I think that's what, uh, Greg thought that he was going to have with Haji when he started him in the, in the England game. I, I can't even pretend to get into the mind of Greg Berhalter. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's the, that's the role that they need. I think it's just the, the end product of finishing is, um, what they're not getting from any of the current strikers in that, in that team. So. It'll be interesting to see how they line up, especially if Sargent is out um, and they were reporting that, you know, when he was coming off that, you know, tears in his eyes usually means, you know, when something went wrong and it looks kind of gross. We see Jesus, right, in the knockout rounds? Yeah. That that looked like that could have been so much worse than what it was. Like, it still looked gross, but, like, the, the slow motion one that I saw – his leg flexed in a way that if he would have flexed more, it looked like it was going to bust. Yeah. Like that's just a freak, freak injury. Like I felt so bad for the dude. What's the actual injury? Have you seen an injury report at this point? No, no, they haven't released anything, but I'm, I'm more concerned about his availability. Like I guess in a health health wise, right. Uh, I'm more concerned about his availability for Saturday than, than uh, Christian's. Um, think, obviously yeah, probably has a bruise, right? That's probably, he's probably going to recover. It was a pelvic contusion is what they literally listed it as, but dude, a, dude, dude. A kick city. yeah, he did <laughs> just dick kick city. Like that's it. You think he just got his nuts belted? Uh, yeah, think, the, yeah. The photo, the freeze frame photo I just saw on Twitter, Ooh. like he's, he's sideways into the goalie and the goalie's knee is right in his nads. He couldn't even celebrate his first World <laughs> Cup goal, so he must have been in pain. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I was surprised they didn't sub him off right away. I think that he was just trying to get to halftime. But, they um, should have yeah. subbed him right away. And, and speaking of Greg and his just complete inability to make a substitution, hmm. it's wild, wild to yeah. watch unfold. I, I, I feel like, like I, I you know what, I wasn't even upset about Reyna today not coming on. Like, that didn't bother me as much as the England or the Wales game did. But, like, the the, like, the consistent subbing of, of Shaq Moore, like, like I, I am not a uh, DeAndre Yedlin apologist, but, like, I would much rather see fucking DeAndre in that position than Shaq. Like, what was he – there was times every time he touched Shaq the ball, I was like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, nothing I was like, what are you right. doing? He sucks. The, the game, Terrible. the game changed. Like that was, I didn't necessarily feel panicked throughout the game until he came in, and then it was like, just it felt like all hell broke loose, and they were on the attack the whole time. Immediately giving the ball away, he finally yeah. did. He had two late clearances. That was like the only positive thing I've seen him do in two games. 
unreal. Get off the fucking pitch. That man is not ready. That man is not ready at all. He's terrible. And then apparently Zimmerman on one of Zimmerman's clearances, it missed Shaq Moore by, you know, just that amount. And it would have gone off his head into the goal. He, he, he just is not at the level of the rest of the team. It's pretty clear, which is, yeah. and Greg put him on again. Cause, cause in the first game he went on in England, he was awful as well. Like the fact that he got another call in right after that performance Greg I, must see something in practice that he really likes, but so far, I, I you know I understand that Destiny's a sub, right? Because he's still he still can't Yedlin. go full ninety minutes. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't impressed with Yedlin against Wales either. Uh, and maybe you know it's a little bit too early for for Scaly, and, and I'll I'm okay with that. But if I have to choose between more and and Yedlin, like just give me Yedlin, especially in that spot where you're trying to defend a lead, it's different than if you're you know. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did uh, speaking of Zerman right. though? What did you guys think of CCV uh, starting um, today and, and how he played? Leave leave him in there for the rest of the tournament. Him him and Reem, I'm I'm completely fine with that. Hundred yeah. percent. I have no I have no problem with Zerman coming in as a super sub like they did. Um, but yeah, I thought he played. I thought you know he didn't look like he was out of his element at all. At uh, all. He didn't look. Yeah, he didn't look like it was too big for him or any of that. So. He played fantastic, actually. He had some, yeah, just absolutely crucial moments. And I thought his distribution was well. He was so calm under pressure, which I think Zimmerman and, and uh, Reem played well enough together as a pair. But there's a, there's, you know, maybe it's the, the dual man bun, the dual blonde man buns that are <laughs> freaking me out a little bit. But yeah, something, I prefer CCV in there. I thought that he brings kind of a different element than. Then Zimmerman there that that complements Ream and Robinson well. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Uh, Fifty of fifty-eight passes, four or five on long balls, six passes into the final third, mm. four clearances, two headed clearances, four recoveries, one his one ground duel, and one half of his aerial duels. Mm. Like, yeah. All that. Yep. I think He's the only two times. Yeah, I think the only two times that like you you were worried was obviously at the end with the with like at first at first glance I was worried about the the PK shout, but then you watch it again. He played physical but smart. Like yeah, um, but he was behind. I was very worried about the PK. But he was shout. but he was behind the striker there, and there was another one. I think it was uh, earlier on in the second half where he just got um, beat like around the corner, um, and luckily they didn't they weren't able to do anything with it. But outside of that, like he played fantastic. So I, I agree with Jake. I I would hundred percent like to see him starting on Saturday versus uh, against the Netherlands. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you guys feel about Dest overall? Because, you know, he obviously he had the assist today, which is just massive. And, and what's crazy about the world cup is it's just three guaranteed games. It's such a small sample size, two goals. Like we've barely been in it, you know, to, to bow out at the group stage is, is wild. But anyway, like Dest, you know, how, how do you think he's played overall? I, I like him honestly. Um, I think I think today might have been his best game, but um, just that that option and attack to where he can it looks like he was like overlapping a lot with uh, Wea, and Wea can drop deep and do playmaking because we have Dest up there. I I enjoy his play. It makes me nervous sometimes, like him playing as long as he did, that he's gonna burn out. But 
I'm I'm very I'm very hyped on him. I, I think he's obviously far and away our best right back, right? Like he has to start as long as he's healthy. Um, and I, he does partner really well with Wea, who, by the way, I, I didn't say that earlier, but Wea's had a really really good tournament himself. Um, he has. But I think the, my only concern with Dest is like he does like to attack, and sometimes he can be guilty of losing the ball, and then he's out of position. That's the only thing. And, and again, you don't like they haven't been punished for it because Adams has been just an absolute monster, and he's covering a lot for that. But that'd be my only monster. criticism of him, and that's not even that's not even really a criticism. I think that ultimately they need some of that attacking help uh, on the wing. It allows Wea to go inside a little bit more where they need more presence. So. I always feel like if you could, if you could combine Anthony Robinson's skill set with Dest's skill set, it'd be the best uh, back in the world there. <laughs> Anth, uh, what, what Robinson does so well is he moves up and down the field. That entire left flank, he is all over the place, but a little bit heavy on the touches. Um, but I think he's I think he's actually a good distributor. Um, but yeah, he sometimes lacks that uh, final third ability that you you really want out of a wing back. You know, it's not it's not like Perisic rolling down that left wing, putting in a pinpoint cross. Like Anthony Robinson's great at carrying the ball, getting it in, can put nice crosses in, but lacks some finesse. But love it. Oh, he gives them that width too, because again, kind of like way on the other side, uh, being behind Pulisic, Pulisic likes to float inside. Um, and because, you know, uh, Anthony can go up and down the full flank. Yeah. Right. I would love to see the final ball be sharper, but I mean, he's, uh, that's again, a small criticism. Again, we don't have a good, we're, we're a small team anyway. I'd like, I'd, I don't want to be sit here and cross all day anyway with this team because we don't have a big presence in, in the middle. Um, but for, for what he does out there, yeah, his, his, uh, energy is, is really, really good. Yeah, I, I think what you said about him and Pulisic combining together is is spot on. The uh, yeah, with the with the crosses thing, it it felt like sometimes during this game, especially where it was just like hope and poke, mm-hmm. like they just run down and just like when I when I do my player on FIFA and I make a right back and I just spam crosses and try to get assists. Yes, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yes, so. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you want to do from here? Should we go back and talk about individual games, or should we just go right into Iran since it's fresh in our memes? No, I think we don't, we don't have to we don't have to beat a dead horse with the England game or anything. Like that. I think that we can talk like about like about the beat group stage. Queen. Beat a dead queen. I don't think I, I think it'd be fun to talk about like you know what's your overall assessment of the guys who have played in the group stage so far, and then we yeah. can kind of use that to drive into like who do we think you know health being um, equal playing field, who do you think should be starting against the Netherlands on Saturday? There you go. I like that a lot. Yeah, so, so I guess there's only really one player we haven't talked about in depth is McKenney. H- how do you feel that McKenney has played? Because personally, besides the ball into Dest that led to the Pulisic goal, he's looked a little pedestrian to me at times. Not, you know, he, he can shine at times, but that's a position that I think could improve in the future. Of course, he's our, our starter there right now, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes maybe it's disinterested. Like I, I don't know what it is there. What, what do you guys think of McKenny so far? Is is he coming off a knock? Because he's 
he's been the main one. He's subbed out every game, right? Yeah, I don't think he was full health. And they actually reported after this game that he came, he came off early this game because he picked up a quad injury. Um, and so that's why they, they subbed him off earlier today. You know, I think his, I think his energy has been really good, you know, as a box to box midfielder, like, um, he does all of the work, right. Even if it's not, even if it's not clean, like he's doing the work. Um, my, my biggest criticism of him is, you know, being the box to box guy, he, he lacks the finishing, um, like aerially like finishing. He's been, he's been great, um, throughout his career, but, um, just the, you know, that, uh, you think about the England game where he had that cross come in one time to straight over, you know, from the PK, yeah. like he was at the PK spot. That's um, a tough hit though. People, it, you know, it is, but like, coming it, up again, off the bounce, like people sky that all the time. It's not like a golden opportunity, you know? Agreed. But like, I think it's more of like, that was just more of like a microcosm of his overall skill set that he, he doesn't, mm. he doesn't have a lot of that. Like he hasn't at least shown um, himself to be a, a good um, finisher from that space, but I think he's doing lots of good work. I think he's, uh, I, I don't, I don't see anybody I'd want to start over him right now. Absolutely um, not. So, our midfield has been bossing all three of those games. Is the truth of it? Yeah, like that was a uh, the the England match, especially like they they kept bringing up Jude Bellingham the whole time, and he looked like shit compared to our three. Yeah, and that's a hundred twenty million dollar player. For sure. I, mean, I, I think that tag's gone way up. And I think Musa probably has as well. And McKenny's yeah. always got rumors uh around the uh, Tottenham sphere. Well yeah, we don't we don't even have to dig into that, but like I mean, uh the whole board resigning for Juventus in the last twenty four hours, like something like it's you know, shit's hit the fan in Juventus, so you might see like a fire sale of a lot of guys anyway. Um but I uh yeah, I think like uh, with with Musa, Musa's the most interesting to me as far as like you know potential move, future sales. Sorry, Jake, because I know you're a Valencia fan, but um, being 20 years old and the performances he's put in, like he's going to get a uh, a big move here in the next you know uh, 12 to 18 months. So the way the way Peter Lim works, I I bet you it'll be January. It's going to be. I just look if if I have to lose him then I want the fucking bag. Like, pay me, pay Valencia all the money. Because <laughs> it's going to suck to lose him. Has he been that good in the at the club? Club level? He's He's been fantastic at the club level. Um, Are you just a homer, though? No, I think... Oh, no, no, no. no. I, like, uh, look look who's managing him. Like, one of the best, one of the best deep-lying playmakers of all time in Gattuso. Like, uh, the last year... They were playing four four two, so they had Moose out on the right wing, and they had Guillemon playing as like the the protector for Solaire in the midfield. And now they're playing like a four three three with Guillemon as the destroyer and Moose as an eight, and it's working perfectly. Like they're they are fantastic, and it's because they're learning from someone like Gattuso. Yeah, hundred percent. I was that was that was the point I was gonna make too. Is like, um, you know, Gattuso's had a couple stops, and he is like incredibly demanding and usually not very forgiving with young players. But the fact that he week in and week out, like has moose out there at 19, 20 years old should speak volumes to like uh, what that kid can do. Because I mean, what was it like AC Milan? Uh, was he at Napoli? Like he's had a couple other stops, like where um, he comes in, doesn't like the, the way um, 
the young guys play in midfield and brings in veterans to play those spots, but not in Valencia. Musa plays, and that's that should that's that's the biggest endorsement he's gotten so far. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I mean, where do you guys fall on the whole uh, Gio Reyna thing? I mean, is what what's the deal? Is he is he healthy or is he not healthy? He's healthy because I saw him say I'm 100. percent He's healthy. Kind of he asked. He pl- he played is, the last game for Dortmund, right? He started, or I don't know if he started, but I know he's been playing. He was out for yeah. a little while. Uh, he wasn't playing because he had like a, a, a hamstring injury. I know he's been fighting those, but yeah, I mean, use some creative playmaking up top, Greg. That's how I feel about yeah. it. Throw him in the fucking game, man. And that's that's like one of Greg's best friends too is Claudio Reyna. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, come on. I don't think that they have an issue with each other. I know like everyone was trying to like make a thing out of that, but like you saw them after the game, you know, they, like they're on the field celebrating and smiling and um, they hugged and high fived each other too. So I, I think they were probably blowing that more a proportion than anything else. Um, the media just is, yeah. is I, disgusting. I, I, I like, again, today, like I don't think today was the right spot for him. I, some of the other subs he made were, were confusing, but I don't think that he was like, that's what we needed the second half. But I was surprised that like the way we played in the first half against England and the opportunities we had, and we had an opportunity to go get a goal and maybe win that game that we didn't see somebody like him that, that could create that. That was disappointing um, that we didn't see him in that spot. I mean, um, I thought earlier in the Iran game too, maybe like 65th, 70th minute, we could have seen a place for him. Although we did have the one Oh lead, but nobody was comfortable with the one Oh lead at that point as USMNT yeah. fans, you know, you're just thinking of Trinidad and Tobago and Christian Pulisic in the mud. And you're just like, yeah. this game is going to end poorly. <laughs> I know <laughs> nine minutes to stoppage time. There's a goal coming for Iran. Yeah. It wasn't fuck yet. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Round of fucking like, 16. This is where everybody fucking lives and dies for with the USMNT. Let's go. Our young boys did it. They made it through the knockout. Yeah, I uh you know, obviously we uh beat up on poor Shaq Moore. He just had a horror show of a substitution. Um, you know, Haji uh didn't do anything other than when he had an opportunity to dribble to the corner, he took a, the weakest shot I've I've seen oh, yeah. all, all tournament. Um, would have buried that. And like I know, I don't know why we took out McKinney. Um, and uh, but bringing in Acosta, like that, like that was a spot. And I read this, and it, it made sense to me. Um, but like at the time, yes and no. I, th- I think that the thing that they missed there is is taking McKinney out, and with Musa, because um, McKinney had to come out, and Musa by the end was like dead dog tired. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a player like. Uh, De La Torre, well, obviously you wouldn't need a striker to hold the ball yeah. up, but like a, a player like De La Torre that could at least get the ball out or keep possession and not Through the like, midfield. Yes. Start with the ball. Carry, he's a great carrier of the ball is what, what Luca is. You could have, you could have let, you could have let Musa sit deeper while his legs were tired because he uh-huh. still had to chase out because you had Acosta just basically sitting in front of the defense um, the entire second half. Uh, I thought that was a, a missed opportunity, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would be, although he's be my not biggest. fit either. He hasn't played a lot at all in La Liga. Listen, it is interesting to see Greg leave so many players off the field. He's he's on. Here's my thing with all of these guys. If you are on the bench and you are dressed, that means that like they saw you in practice and you are physically capable of playing. 
Mm-hmm. If you're not physically capable of playing, then they're not going to put, they're not going to dress you and they're not going to put you on the bench. Yeah. Like, period. So I, I know that like, and you're not asking him to play 90 minutes. You're asking him to go out there and run for 30 minutes. Like, I mean, these guys practice like every single day. Like they, they, he can yeah. run for 30 minutes. Um, that's what, that's what I didn't understand most about Haji, right? Is like, he was just like slow and like dawdly out there. I don't know. You know, like Sargent would chase every ball and that's what you want out of your striker. But even so when Iran's possessing the ball so much in the second half, Haji Wright was like, to me, like dawdling over there. Like, what are you doing, man? Put some pressure on. He, he, like, I didn't, like, I don't care that he didn't pressure anybody. I'm more upset that like when they were able to get the ball out that uh, he wasn't doing any of the stuff that Sargent was doing as far as like holding up and letting the uh, team get out. Like he, he wasn't holding the ball. He wasn't getting it upfield. Like he wasn't allowing the team to get upfield. Like that was the reason Start he was brought on, right? Uh, no comment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, uh, Haji definitely did not play well. I don't think he played god awful against England, but like today, no. he just looked he just looked terrible. He wasn't god awful against England, but he wasn't good. He wasn't threatening by any means against yeah. England either. Um, I think he had one header. Um, that went yes, wide. one header into like the yeah. side netting area. Yeah. So. But I mean, so if like assuming, let's assume that that Christian's coming back, right? That he'll like it sounds like he thinks he'll be able to play. Um, maybe less so about Sargent. Um, and I would assume that Weston will be able to at least start, probably not play the whole game. Like, what's your like based on what we've seen out of the three games? What are you guys looking at as far as our setup, right? Like, assuming that we continue to a four three three. I think we know what the back line is with the exception of you maybe swap out Zimmerman for CCV, but that's the only moves you do in the back line. And then well, I Adam think the, I think the way we talked, right? We'd rather have CCV than Zimmerman, at least, at least starting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Zimmerman scares me at times. He, he's, um, he makes some dumb passes occasionally. It hasn't burned him yet at this, at this point, but occasionally he gives the ball away in positions that you're like, that cannot be, be done for center backs although ccv has flaws as well he does yeah he's not perfect either but i think he offers more than, than zimmerman does at least for a full a full 90 so you're right that's our back so all right, and, then, um, and then the midfield set greg has no greg doesn't have a whole lot of choices in that front seven at all yeah yeah you got to leave the midfield as it is and then i think the two wingers stay because like you guys were saying way is having a great cup Pulisic obviously played well today, mm-hmm. and then uh, in the middle, I have no, I have no idea. I don't like any of the guys that would be considered nines. Hey, Jesus, I, I would, I would run him out there if I was Greg. Honestly, I think it's time for Jesus. I, I, I know people don't like it. I know it gets like a bad fucking rap, but it seems like an opportunity to play a false nine and have like. Uh, and and put in Reyna and let like the three of them it be interchangeable. I like I know people don't like it. it and I, I everyone, agree. But everyone I'm trying to be everyone hates it because what? Oh, you mean, like you think Greg that like, it. actually happened? Greg won't do it. Greg's not going to play well, you. That's that's not that's not the way our conversation was though. We were talking about what that's we true. would, and that's why I'm saying that's yeah. that's what I would do. Like I'm, everybody um, wants I'm that. Really, everyone wants that, or they want way a. Uh, as a striker, and then no, I don't. Pulisic on the wings. 
I don't want I don't want Wea as as a nine. He's been so dangerous out on that right wing. Like I wouldn't take him out of there hmm, by any means. Interesting. I listen to like a lot of other soccer podcasts, and everybody wants way up top, like Charlie Davies, and you know, uh, he can. Name? I'm not saying he can't. Yeah. I'm just saying like I, he's been so good at work right wing. Why take him out of there? So you'd go yeah. Dio, maybe Aaron. Aaron. If you if you did that, you could do way in the middle and Aronson on the right. But I don't know. Yeah, like you're saying, like I, I think he's really good out there. I think the honestly the false nine or like a midfield diamond. With like Polisic at the head of the diamond, would be awesome. But of course, it doesn't fit the system. Correct. Okay. I mean, I, I do like Polisic in his natural position as well. I have to admit, him in the left wing is preferred for me. Do you think it's weird at all? Like, and someone asked this, like that basically for mo- like a lot of qualifying and and um, like Gold Cup, like the last couple of years, right? Like, um, I guess not like last couple of years, last year or so that. Ferreira was basically Greg's go-to guy, um, and you barely even saw Haji Wright. But Haji Wright started a game against England in this World Cup and has come on as a sub. And Ferreira hasn't even sniffed the field. Weird. Oh yeah. Like what sort of crazy mind games? Like and still at some point, someone's gonna tell me why like Stefan doesn't even make the fucking plane. I like, know. Stepping like, out on the plane was was wild. I, I'm fine. I'm wild decision. I'm not even arguing for him to start with Turner because Turner's played a, a great tournament. I'm just saying, like, how do you not even have him on unless Third unless drink. unless Greg told him like, hey, you're not going to start, but we'd like you to come and Stefan's like that's unacceptable. Like that'd be the only the like I I don't know that, that I can't believe no one hasn't at least asked. Um, and maybe I'll come out after the World Cup, but like you're right, Mike. To your point, when we're talking about this lineup, like you, it, it wouldn't be surprising to see Ferreira. But like now, I'm thinking that the way the tournament's going, like we might just see Haji up there again because he started him against England. Might yeah, and he hasn't done anything wrong, like we've said. Like, although I I don't know. I, yeah, is there any chance that Sergeant is back? Oh, I'm sure that like until we figure out what the actual injury is. It's possible, but I like I said between him and Christian, I think I thought that his looked scarier as far as being able to be ready for Saturday than than Christian's did. Yeah, I wonder what will come out. I, I have no idea. With young men like that, what is he twenty two? You never know. He he might be might bounce back because he's been played well. Like if Sergeant's healthy, he's the clear. Oh starter yes, hundred percent. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Okay. But then you think about like so I was I was trying to look before we got on just because I was curious as to like I, I watched like two of the of the Netherlands games, um, and obviously they're very solid. Um, they line up in a in like a five three two most of the time. Um, the biggest problem being Gakpo as far as offensively. Um, I don't know. Is there any like if you guys watched any of the Dutch games? Like you guys have a feel for. Um, what that game's going to look like on Saturday. I caught bits and pieces of the Dutch games because they were on before the U.S. games both times, but I was kind of like setting up the uh, the World Cup poop up and mm-hmm. uh, kind of busy in the morning, like getting things ready. So I didn't catch them a whole lot. Obviously, for uh, for Jimmy and I, that's that's deep into our ancestral roots too. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm 75% Dutch. My... my uh, my grandparents on my my mom's side were 100% Dutch, and on my dad's side they were uh, 50 
my my, my uh, grandma was 100% German. My grandpa was 100% Dutch. So I'm 75% yeah. Dutch. So it is an ancestral battle for me. Yeah, yeah it's, and uh, I love for- Vincent Janssen, and I love that he started a game for them. But that also gives me hope. It gives me hope that maybe Netherlands is not that good. I mean, it's because they've been battling uh, old uh, Depay has been battling injuries. Um, he started against Qatar um, the last game, um, probably just to give him some match fitness. But um, yeah, I think that you'll probably like barring injury. I think you'll probably see Depay and Gakpo up top again. And Gakpo has been a problem. I think he's up there in at least the conversation for Golden Boot this tournament. I think he's got on two or three goals so far. Um, and I, in, in club form, um, you know, everyone's talking about Holland and the production he's had. But in 14 games in, in the Eredivisie, uh, Gakpo's on nine goals and 12 assists in 14 games. Um, it was like <laughs> the dude is like is very dangerous. Um, he's feeling himself right now. So, like, he is going to be a huge, huge problem. Um, I'm more than more than anybody they faced again like in that's not a knock to Harry Kane Mike so don't take this personally but I'm more worried about Gakpo against Tim Ream than I was about Harry Kane against Tim Ream just because of the difference in the way he can attack them um so I don't know what Greg will try to do because you know Greg thinks he's a tactical mastermind about how they'll line up but that going against that three five two I I hope that you know you, you would like to think that they don't do anything rash but um, he always has reasons. Greg for does it. as Greg does. I hope he gets fired either way. Today, yeah. that that was the silver lining of a of a tie against Iran is that Greg would get fired. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I said to someone on Twitter today. They were talking about um, people bashing Greg after the win, and I was like, he can keep his job until he loses. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm not I'm not rooting yeah. for them to lose just to get rid of Greg, but like no. I. Like, I don't like just because they won doesn't mean that I have to be like apologetic or like forgive like his the talent of his team won in spite of his stupid moves. And that's like that's the biggest thing. He doesn't he doesn't make them better. And I don't like like that's that's like my argument. And like, you know, you're looking forward at this team. And even if it's not this World Cup, we're building in 2026 with this group hitting their prime. Like, I want the guy that's going to get the most out of them for what they're able to do for that. Like, don't force your system bullshit on me. Like, none of that. That's not what national team duties are. Like, you don't have to force, like, a style. Like, you're not with them long enough to force a style. Take the talent that you have and uh, do the most of it. He doesn't do that. And that's why I'll never stop bashing Greg, regardless of regardless of results. Like, that does, that's not going to change. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand the rigidness. Yeah, yeah. Not from not from a national team like side. Why? Not from a national team side. Yeah. Like that we're not like. And here's the thing: like it would be different if we were Spain, right? Where from fucking the time you're able to walk until the time you make the senior team, they play the same style like all the way through. That shit doesn't exist in America. Um, you know, like no, we don't, no. we don't have it like into a million different little pieces. Yeah. So like, 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 it's just so it's like, I don't know, it just blinders on like my ways, like the right way. Like it's, it's not like your team is succeeding in spite of what you're doing because they're talented. Yes. Like, yeah. But, but let me play devil's advocate for a second because 
I think they have a chance against Netherlands. Like Netherlands is not an infallible squad. No, they could beat but, Netherlands and make it to the final eight, which would be I, insane. You know, out like Netherlands' entire team runs through De Jong right in the midfield, and the way that Adams is playing, like if he shuts down De Jong, like it, it uh, eliminates that. Um, you know, the feeding to to Gakpo and um, some of the other attacking players. Uh, you know, uh, Dumfries as their right wing back is is dangerous, but uh, Daily Blind is, is their fucking left wing back. Um, and uh, as you know, somebody who watched a lot of Manchester United games, um, I can't believe that he is still starting for them. I know he's been doing well at Ajax, but like he's not that good. Virgil Van Dijk is is really good, but he's not even what he was two three years ago. Um, Definitely not. Ake barely plays for Man City. Um, Timber's a solid player. Um, that's their that's so that's their back three. Like so, I think they're, they're capable. They're of I mean, they're, they're the odds on favorite, right? They're they're favorite oh, yeah. to, to beat us. Yeah. But we could fucking beat them. It might fucking happen. The, the one team they struggled against um, the one one draw against uh, Equa Brighton. I mean Ecuador. <laughs> um, Strong, strong midfield. So if that, yeah, that's a little bit. Maybe that bodes well for us. A little bit of good field. Caicedo and Estupian. That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Estupian and uh, Caicedo. Like again, gate. Oh no, that's Ecuador. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're talking about the same team. Um, like they, they did. They, they were able to bother, um, De Young, and that's it. Shuts down that that attack, and that's what our midfield could do to them as well. I think it's just going to be, can we score goals? Um, that's really the hard Ma- part. Major question right now. Although the, I was thinking about it earlier today, like you know, you think about a, a Jose Mourinho Champions League knockout round squad, and they don't score a lot of goals. Like theoretically, you don't need a lot of goals, Jimmy, in the World Cup. You're you're 100 right. As long as you aren't like 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 you said right at the beginning, they have not given up a goal from open play. So like, um, that is. That's a big thing. You can't can't lose if if you're not getting scored on either. So, um, and the I'm not. Game was was eye opening in a way too because they, you know, I I don't want to take on John Heater, which I think that's his name or whatever the Canadian coach's name is, but you know they can play at this level. Like that game proved that they outplayed England for so long. It was it was wild to watch. It was really a wild watch that England game. It was I um. And, you know, I, I think that we played really well that game. I thought that, you know, we took it to them as much as they took it to us um, for for large stretches of that. I thought we looked like the better team. So um, I, I know we can play with the Netherlands. It's just the just just the just the final ball. Um, and, you know, maybe it's something as simple as, as Christian, um, you know, just having that one moment of brilliance. And that's all we need. Um, how, how cool was it that Pulisic – you know, after <laughs> missing last World Cup, came through in that final game. Like, he's a baller. That was cool. It was so cool to see him score in that game tonight. And it was so important for making it to the knockout rounds. He got his World Cup goal. He's been, like, the man in the mirror this whole time. Like, that was fucking awesome that he got that goal. Shout out Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I'm uh... – we, we love you, Enori. <laughs> yes. That is yeah. fair. That's fair. I mean, but, you know, it's still cool, though. I'm, I, am, dick. I, yeah. I am I am glad that 
he didn't make me wait to the 94th minute. Like I, it was a different sort of stress than the, than the 2010 game. Yeah. It was a different sort of stress, but it was nice to hold on to a lead. Like that's what I kept telling myself, like, you know, 70th minute. I was like, we still got the lead. We still got the lead. Although one goal, it felt like a tie because one goal mm-hmm. in the ran. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at, the, at you know at the same time too, I think just for these, in large part, kids, right? Like mentally, it was so important that in that game with everything going on and the stadium being seventy percent around supporters Loud. and that was and, an away game and and all of those things, wow. especially especially after what happened with the Wales game in the first game. For them to hold that lead that whole time, like you know, they passed the stress test, right? Like that's yep. um, that was a big learning point for them. So, yeah. um, I th- you're right. I think they, I think they go in like full young kid, you know, big dick swagger uh, going to the Netherlands game. They're not afraid. Well, and that, no, I think that's not, I think they got important. they mission accomplished for the team. You know, like they got through the knockout rounds. That's the best mm-hmm. that US ever does. That's yeah. the best like people hope for in 2002. 2002, Dos Cicero, they beat Mexico to go to the quarterfinals. But yes, yeah. um, at least in our lifetime, right? Like that's they played Mexico in the court in the uh, round of 16 one year. In in uh yeah, in, in the South Korea oh, Japan yeah. World Cup in 2002, yeah. they beat Mexico Before two nothing. Um, Dos Cicero, uh, Dos Cicero, was it the original yeah. Dos Cicero. I I can't remember. There's been so many now. It feels like every game yeah. is like Dos Cicero against Mexico. Actually. Now. Uh, Metal Art just put out a movie, I think it's on Hulu, called Good Rivals, about mm-hmm. the rivalry. The, the the trailer looked amazing, like Chicharito pissing me off already, saying, you know, we don't play away he's games. Not, it's like, uh, he's, not, he's not wrong, though. He's yeah, wrong. like even in Qatar, he's not even wrong. in Qatar, the Mexico game. like, uh, But the Mexicans oh. are fucked. They're going to be out in the group stage for the first time since 1994, which is a wild... I, I'm I'm rooting for them so hard just for the amount of fun I had on Saturday. Oh yeah, you've got you've got a family that's Mexican, right? Yeah, the wife the wife's excited. Like it was it was nuts. We went to this place called Ojos Ojos Locos and watched the game. Just bad strategy from Mexico, like the park in the bus shit. Like it, it's it's fucking messy, man. Like it's fucking messy and. Um, you couldn't even tell that they lost. Like it was like boo boo face for like five minutes, and then it was like ah fuck it, it was shots. <laughs> I the yeah. funny the the funniest thing I saw after that game was the uh, like the Roy Williams video. You know when he just like he's like sneaking in, and he starts like dancing with the North. But like it was Tata Martino sneaking into the Argentina room to like celebrate with them because he's Argentinian. Like God damn, yeah. No, I didn't see that part. I know the Mexicans want Tata out badly. Yeah, they don't like him. <laughs> Not no. at all. Jake, is that an, uh, is that an old school nineteen ninety four windbreaker? God damn! Oh, oh that is, my yes. god! <gasps> that, that is, is sexual. My man's in the, uh, got that on on eBay for fifty bucks. bucks. That's the thing. I, I got to stop spreading yep. the word about how cheap nineteen ninety four World Cup stuff is on eBay. It's affordable, baby. It's affordable. I've got a bunch of mugs. I got a bunch of cups now. There's OG gotta be stuff. there's gotta be like a like a forgery market for that, right? Especially not like Yeah. Now, yeah, now I believe. This this was torn up like the, the liner. I had to cut the liner out because it was all ripped up. 
Speaking of merch, I, I thought about something the other day. I can't remember if it was 2000 or 2002 or 98, but do you guys have BPs mm-hmm. where you are? Like yeah, the gas yeah, stations? Yeah. yeah. BP put out a World Cup ball one year that you got if you got like $20 worth of gas or something. They oh, gave you like a ball. And I can't find this ball. And like, I, I can't find it in my mom's house and I can't find them anywhere. It's like the World Cup ball with like an each one, each uh, Pentagon is a uh, country's cool. flag. I play. I had that ball, Jake, and I I, 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 yeah. I played it until the the line, like the cover came off of that ball. It was like, uh, yeah, it was out in my yard for forever. But I remember that exact. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm the proud owner of three and World Cup balls right now. Yeah, oh, yeah? they're just trainers. You know, the lowest level of World Cup balls, but yeah. they're still nice balls. Taking them all week. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're turning into Babel. He's he's bought every Nike Premier League ball for like the last like ten years, <laughs> but he never he never played with them. Like he just buys them and then he just keeps them. I'm like, dude, those are like two hundred dollar balls. Like, I'd kick them around all the time. Kicking <laughs> some balls. Um, I've been I've been buying trading cards lately. That's that's been my kid. Doing the is that the Panini ones like the. Yeah, yeah. I got the uh, I got a Jose Gaia like slabbed autograph card the other day, and then Danny Welbeck and Tyreek Lamptey were my nice. last three. Welbeck having a renaissance. As long as he stays healthy this year, yeah. Brighton, yeah, for sure. Where was Welbeck before oh. that? Uh, um, uh, Watford and and Arsenal and Man United and I think he was he was a United Academy product. Um, I got a quick question before we go into rants because we're at that point. But mm-hmm. do you guys miss Premier League more than you like World Cup? No. When when the when the US isn't playing, I miss it. And then when the US comes on, it's like oh shit, World yes. Cup, hell yeah, agreed. I'm with Jake on that one. Oh. No, this is this is this is crack cocaine for me. Like I'm, um, like <laughs> I've probably watched since 1998, like 80 percent of World Cup games whenever they're on. Like, like even the even, even the fun. even the 2002 um, Japan South Korea game because you had to get up at like uh, midnight one in the morning to be able to watch those games, and like it was summertime and I was what 15 at the time, um, and so like. Uh, my dad would be like getting up for work or uh, getting home from work or some shit. And he'd be like, like, Oh, oh uh, games are getting on. I'm like, okay. And I'd get up and I'd watch them. Um, every single one of them. Like I watched that, the Dos Cicero, uh game. It, I, I love the world cup. There is like, it's, it's all of the Great. same energy. It's all of the same like energy and, and, and patriotic pride that you get from the Olympics, but like specialized in like, so focused on the one sport that I love more than anything else in the entire world. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the premier league, but there is no replacing like what sort of drug the world cup is. It's, it's fantastic. That's quite lovely. That's quite lovely. And what I love about it most is like, you don't have a a team like man city buying up a club. It's just the person was, you know, born there or Mm -hmm. affiliated there. Naturalized. But it's less of like, uh, yeah, money, oil, Oil money controlling everything. It's pure. Except for the location. Yeah. 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 I um 
I asked some friends and family <laughs> yeah. for if they had questions because they enjoyed the last one. Uh, do you guys oh, feel absolutely. like answering some questions? Are they going to make it this long? All right. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> so the, the first one, the first one is my uncle being a jackass. So Matt, if you're listening, he asked, can you confirm that Andre the Giant once filled the World Cup with brandy and chugged it in front of Pelé? <laughs> I, I, I cannot um, confirm that, but I like I am more willing to believe it than not believe it because it's it's Andre the Giant. I, I once heard a stat that Andre the Giant <laughs> drank like 55 beers and was still just sober. Yeah, they they put him in the back of the like they would get the stretch Cadillacs like back in the territory days, and they put him back there. And they said by the end of the drive, there would just be a massive pile of cans, and he'd be sitting in the back like, "We need to get more beer." Also, did he ask if he if he poured brandy into the actual World Cup trophy? Because I don't think there's I don't think, I don't think there's a hole. Yeah. No, you can, no, there's yeah. no there's no hole in it though. That's, that's the thing. It's like a solid. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a ball. <laughs> yeah, there's no pouring drinks in that. Yeah. yeah. We know the answer to that one, yeah. Matt. No, that did not happen because it's a ball. The trophy is a ball. There's no cup. It's not the NHL. And then uh, my boss, Jose, uh, wanted to know. He said, uh, it's a question yeah. about Mexico. And he wanted to know, but we pretty much got into it with them not liking Tata. Um, he was asking, did Mexico bring the right players and is he using the ones he has properly? The, the answer, the answer is no. Edson Alvarez should have been starting every single game. The fact that they left him on the bench and started, um, uh, I can't think of it. Guardado, like the that 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 absolutely did not make sense to me, um, especially against Argentina. Um, as far as some of the other guys left off, like uh, you know, obviously missing. Um, who's the guy who got hurt that like he, he couldn't do corona? anything about that? Yes, Corona being hurt like obviously hurt them a lot. Um, but um, there was somebody else that didn't even get didn't even get put on the plane, and I couldn't believe it. Like Chucky, well, Chichi. not teacher, not teacher. I was, I was asking on Twitter like you have to you have to think Chicharito would have made some sort of a difference. Like even yeah. if it's like a super sub. When they were needing a goal at the end, before it I don't think he's any better than Funes Mori or some of the guys they have at this point. Um, like Mexico has a lot of problems. They're just they're too old. They're the second oldest squad to go to the World Cup. Qualifying, they're too old. Yeah. Well, Herrera, stuck with the same same. Herrera shouldn't be Herrera shouldn't be starting anymore either. Like he, yeah. Uh, Oh, he looked yes. so slow. He looked so slow. U.S. started zero MLS players. That's probably a model that, that Mexico only Only the second time in the history since uh, MLS started in 1996 have they had a competitive game that didn't feature one MLS player in the starting lineup. The only other game was a 2011 game against Jamaica. Like, hmm. So, yeah, it's like it's more than just like surprising. It was, was like almost unheard of. That was Greg covering his ass. So if he lost, he could be like, oh, yeah, look, I did what you guys wanted. <laughs> well, bit him in the ass. And no, it's, in, in short, no, mm-hmm. I think that they probably could have used some of that experience. Like uh, not just Chicharito. I think uh, Carlos Vela, too, um, is somebody that if you're going to talk about old heads that have some better experience. I think that the, thing, the things that they missed the most were some of the injuries. Like uh, 
obviously we talked about Corona, but also um, Raul Jimenez not being fully healthy. I know he's on the team, but like he that that shit ruined him. Like he is yeah, completely 100%. different now. Like that that fucked him. But that up. team is that's a hell of an injury. Apparently, yeah. you know, like at the time, I remember thinking right. like, oh, like a little head injury. He was out for like a year, and then he came back with like a he had brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, 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 not the same player, which is sad, for sure. The um, I was trying to get my brother-in-law to come on because he's more knowledgeable about Mexico. Um, he didn't answer. He didn't answer my text. So, Mike, if you're listening, you blew it. You blew it. Um, one of the things he talks about is how, like, a lot of these guys, their prospects, like they don't know their position. And it seems like a lot of them never figure out their position. Like one of the things he harps on is Diego Linez. That's, that's the guy. Like he's a winger. That's the guy who got left off the, off the Move. team. He didn't even make the team, right? The like, little guy that Matt Miazga yeah. called like little. Yeah. 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 That dude, that dude's a little shithead, but he, he is talented, but Mike is convinced that he should move to left back because he just doesn't score. And he's been a Batiste, doesn't do shit at Batiste. Uh, and now he's at Braga, I think, if that's Celta how you pronounce Braga. it in Portugal, and not doing shit. Yeah, but he's still more talented than some of the guys they brought. Um, but but that was what I, I hear about earlier. one of the main problems of Liga MX and Mexico national team in general is that Liga MX pays the players so much to stay in the domestic league, and then they don't develop mm-hmm. in Europe like our our young guys have now, and. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. Uh, looks better than Mexico in general. Sorry, Mexicans. If if you are in that league by, like, and you turn 25, it's like you're fucking trapped. Like, you're never going to leave. And then they want they want a lot of money because I was asking my brother-in-law. I was like, you know, why isn't Vega in Europe? And Chivas wants a huge amount of money for him. And they're not going to get that, so he's going to end up staying at Chivas. I, like, uh... I don't have the same problem with guys from Liga MX as I do with MLS. I think that the quality there is still better in MLS. There's all sorts of other like political corruption type stuff that goes on in, in Mexico that makes it tougher um, for them to be there. And like the pressure of playing in that in that domestic league and then playing for your country is far worse than you know. The stadium in Liga MX look fucking fantastic and packed. Like that domestic league is healthy. Oh, I'm. I, I want to go to Monterey for uh, yeah. one of the World Cup games in 2026. That stadium looks outstanding. Um, I'm. I'm going to a Juarez Ooh, match really next season. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. When? Uh, I'm not sure. As soon as the season kicks off, I'll, How I'll far get are you out from, there. From Juarez in El Paso, you're close, right? I can. I can throw a baseball from my house. In that's Mexico. wild. No, not really. If I was Uncle Rico, I could. I'm literally um, this way. I I drive. I live on the east side of town. I live on the east side of town, and I work a lot on the west side of town. So whenever I drive, I take 375, which is called the border highway. You can look, and you like are driving right beside Mexico, like right by the fence. It's yeah, that is all wild. It's wild to me that we are friends through the Maryland Bobcast, and you just live in El Paso. It's just crazy game. It's it's a cool place, man. Really cool place. And Juarez, like, um, for all the all the shit that it's gone through, like that that city's still surviving. 
Um, it's a really, really fun place. Go down there and uh, I go to the eye doctor down there because it's dirt cheap. And then um, dental food is, is really cheap in, in uh, Mexico too. Yeah. I'm going to get a crown on Monday. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, boy. It's like, uh, it's like telling my kids you got to take care of your teeth. Mm-hmm. All right, All right. Uh, Jake. I Rinse. can't believe you had questions for us out of out of left field there. Thanks to your coworkers, appreciate that. Hope they made it this far. But uh, there is the last opportunity for rants because there is no time limit on Rooster and the Villain or the World Cup pop up podcast. Maybe <laughs> uh, Rooster Rooster and the Villain and the Bobcast goes global. How about how about R and R and V fuck the world featuring mm. Jake. I don't yes. know. We'll F figure at, it out. F at sign apostrophe number. Yeah, pound sign. Yeah, anyway, okay. right. All right, rants, 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 rants. Rants. Go ahead, rants, go ahead rants, Jake. Rants, you got rants, one rants. or? Um, I guess just real quick. Um, Tyler Adams is a more patient man than I am. Those, those questions were just really fucking weird at the uh, at the press conference. Um. The Iranian players seem to have been doing the right thing as far as like, you know, sending love back home to the people that were dealing with stuff. I'm, I'm not quite sure how much into the propaganda they are, but the journalists that that country sent, it just like what what the fuck is Greg Bar- Berhalter going to do about a warship in the, yeah. the Don't Gulf? You, like they were talking about this on because uh, um, I heard you mention metal. Like I like I listened to Dan Lebitard show and all that stuff too. Like and they were joking about that. Yeah. Like I agree. Like I would have loved him been like listen. This is what I think should uh, should happen. Like and like what? Yeah, you're right. Like you're like I, I was in I was in the I was in the Pentagon the other day and we were talking about strategy about that. So let me give you an answer. Like yeah 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 yeah. I'll get, on, I'll get on the phone with Joe right now. We'll talk about it. And then the, uh, like, just the, the reporting in general, like, speaking of the Levitard show, they were talking about um, the guy asking Eden Hazard, like, why are you fat? Yeah, he said that? Oh, no. Yeah. Like, the translation came out as, like, you've gotten fat. played pretty well and against Eden Canada did. the first game. Mm. Canada. Is this your rant? Yeah, fine. No, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go all in on Canada on the rant. Lovely against Belgium. I, I, I was very much enjoying the the, the uh, Canada Belgium performance, but I saw Dan Vaughn on Twitter was like, "Why would anyone root for Canada?" It's like I root for every, all of Concacaf. I can't help it. The fact that Costa Rica yeah. came back and punched Japan in the mouth after losing to Spain by oodles of goals. Like, like how can you not root for Concacaf? Like, of course you root for Concacaf against every everybody else. Yeah, in Canada, and yeah. then them scoring a first-minute goal against Croatia was hilarious. After all, like the Croatian press about the you know f, we're gonna go and f uh, Croatia, hilarious. Yeah, and now and now the knockout rounds are just about to start, and it's gonna just be oodles and oodles and oodles of deliciousness of of international football. The best, love it. For sure, uh, um. To, I mean, for for Canada, for me, it's uh, um, and and I like I don't like I understand. Um, and again, we're not we're not picking on Dan either. Like I I, I did I saw the same the same message. Um, we love Dan. We love no, Dan. Lo- love, yeah, we love Dan. He does a great yeah. work. Um, yeah. And I like to his point. Like you know, Canada did punch the USMNT in the mouth during qualifying. 
Um, I can, I can understand like, you know, uh, with the generation they're going through right now that, um, you know, it, it presents another threat to, to United States. It's, it's us, Mexico and Canada now. Yeah. But now we don't um, have to qualify for eight years. So, well, that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that helps for sure. <laughs> yeah. but, but I, you know, I was, um, I was super excited that Canada made it like for me, it's personal. I'm first generation American, you know, uh, my dad, uh, came here from Canada. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. So for me, like it was, I was, I was super excited. Like the, the last time they were in the world cup was like four months before I was born. Um, and so like getting to see them in there, um, I will, I will fight and argue with anybody that, uh, Alfonso Davies, healthy is better than anybody else in CONCACAF. He's absolutely, he's, he's oh, no. absolutely electric absolutely, to watch. Yeah. And, and like, you're right. The Belgium game, they played really, I thought they outplayed Belgium. They, um, unfortunate to, to lose that game. And even though they Belgium got their shit crazy, right now. even though, yeah, even though they got their shit pushed in by Croatia, you know, like they didn't stop at least attacking. Like they were, they were, if nothing else, they were fun to watch. And like that part was exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, um, the performance, but in it, yeah, for a hundred percent, man. Like it was, it was really cool to see, and I'm, I'm hoping the la- the the last game they go out fucking still swinging and attacking and and doing oh, all. You those know things. they will. That's how they play. I mean, they they, they can play sports. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, that's that's the best part, right? Like you, you you're not laying down and fighting, and I I promise you that team will not lay down. Like they will continue to fight. So, um, I'm excited about what they have. Like obviously they like um. Sad to see Atiba Hutchinson will be. This is his last World Cup, his only World Cup, right? Um, he's thirty nine. Um, uh, poor uh, Borhan was getting it absolutely crushed by Croatia because he comes from a region where they they fled um, during all the stuff that went on. You know, um, in that in that region, he was absolutely getting destroyed yeah. by by the Croatian fans, and I felt for him on that. Um, so I mean I I'm proud of of what Canada did. So if and then uh, shout out uh, Rooster and the Villain alum, Alistair Johnston, who has been a uh, Johnson has has been on the podcast, which is wild. Just just saw that reportedly he um, agreed. Uh, looks like the deal is going to go ahead for him to move to Celtic in Scotland. Wow! Um, so he'll, he'll be playing be playing next to CCV in uh in, um in Scotland. So that's a great podcast too. The best podcast maybe that we've done. He was so. It was April 2020. It was right after the lockdown, and mm-hmm. no one else had anything to do. He gave an hour interview that was – it's just beautiful. Like He talks about Canadian youth soccer versus American youth soccer, his aspirations of playing for the national team. Like I can't say it enough. Like That was the best interview that we've done on the pod for sure. I'm super, super happy for him for a plethora of reasons. Outside of just nice him, guy. Like, too. He was so oh, yeah, just a, Such a good yeah. human. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm excited for for what we're gonna see. Like I'm, uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, is um, South Korea and Uruguay gonna bow out? Um, Serbia, after being maybe a dark horse, looks like they're gonna bow out. Um, uh, is Belgium gonna make it to the knockout round? Um, they should, so, right? What are the yeah. games tomorrow? Let's let's give it's, a quick shout, even though this will be out late. Okay, uh, this will be um, so tomorrow we have. Um, Poland and uh, Argentina, Argentina, Mexico, Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Mexico. That's a big one. Because yeah. yep. Mexico also, can still make it, right? Technically, yes. Yeah, they need to. They need to win in a lot of goals. Like that's uh, a lot of goals too. Yeah. Yep. And they need winning goals for the goal differential. Um, and, and then, then we also have 
France and uh, France versus was it Tunisia and, Aust- yeah, and Australia Denmark. Tunisia. Um, I'm like I'm interested in the Denmark game though because the Denmark Australia game because Denmark, um, didn't play well against Tunisia. Um, and then they I thought they played really well against France. Still lost because France is really good. Um, mm-hmm. but Denmark is another team that they're like they have a t- uh, tenth overall FIFA ranking. They have lots of good players. Um, they should be a side that that moves moves through. So there's lots of cool parts Probably they're going to go will, into. Though. I mean, yeah. the chances are that they beat the Socceroos. I would, I would imagine so. Yeah, I would which is so they, they that's shouldn't. one of the only other nations that calls the soccer Australia. Uh, you know our, uh, our friends yeah. from down under, really. Yeah. Um, All right, then uh, let's do it real quick. Anyway, like, are you guys trying to leave soon, or can we go a little long? Oh, I mean, we can go a little long. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah Canada, Morocco, Friday, Croatia, Belgium. That's a nice little morning match. So Croatia and Morocco still have a chance to go on. Belgium, Belgium playing for their lives. Like it should like, and it sounds like there's like, I mean, they are an older, they are an older team, right? Like is is there enough rifts within that team that they just fold and and go away? It Um, sounds like it. De Bruyne doesn't uh, like their chances. Well, they don't like each other. I I was laughing. Someone posted and like, I never thought about this, but like, um, like they, like they said, like, look, they, they looked at this golden generation in Belgium and they gave it to the dude who was coaching Wigan to relegation battles for like five years. Like, um, they just absolutely soiled like uh, one of the best. Like, I mean, they're obviously their best generation, but one of the like a preeminent talents in the world. It's a tiny little country too. Like that kind of generation doesn't roll around that much in that population. Their their main issue, like if we're really gonna like get into the nitty gritty, their main issue is that they're not starting Trossard. <laughs> he's he's played goal. he's he's played so well in the Premier League. Yeah, he's probably more on form than like yeah. I, I can't believe they keep trotting Eden Hazard out there. Like and now that he's even played bad, he's just like he hasn't been in form in like two years. Yeah, Trossard, but, but, but Trossard Toby, scores every time he steps on the field. Toby played in Qatar last year and he's out there starting. Like De Bruyne is not wrong. Their defense is old. That group was one of the easier groups. And uh, Canada still didn't make you it. You know, up. I think I think people might overlook uh Morocco. And yeah, Croatia Croatia was the runner up last year. I mean last World Cup. I know their their team is really old, but they have a lot of talent. Like so um, you know, and I, I think Perisic. And, you know, Canada, like, I mean, yes, they they bought out, but they still won, uh, you know, finished first in CONCACAF. So, I mean, I think that group, like, was tougher. Um, But, yeah, Belgium, like, it'd be interesting to see because I saw a lot of people, a lot of, like, quote-unquote experts picking them to at least the semifinals, and they might not even make the, the, uh, you know, out of the group stage. I mean, you saw Jan and Toby out there, like, they haven't been relevant in five years, even on Tottenham. So, so if you're starting those two, yeah, uh, it ain't gonna be it. They can start my boy Leander, like uh, you know, go uh, go Villa. Um, he doesn't. Uh, he's been he's been playing more for Villa since uh, since they brought Unai in. I know it's only been a couple games, but he barely saw any time under CVG, and um, yeah, he's at least younger if nothing else, but. Yeah, Toby and, and Jan look just, you know, out of swords back there. Uh, easily it's easily old. beat up on. All right, so so out of that squad, who do you have who? making it out, Jake? Canada, Morocco, 
Croatia, Belgium. Canada's already eliminated. Um, Croatia's on four points plus three. Morocco's second four points plus two. And then Belgium's three points, so one point behind them. So they have to beat – that's a tie Croatia – and make up three goals against Morocco. So that's a, that's a tall order. Or they have to beat Croatia. And then Morocco, Belgium. Yeah, yeah that, that's I, tough. They're still up in the air there. I would love to see I would love to see Canada win. Just for just so we could do get the mm-hmm. you just yes. got calf memes. But I think Morocco holds steady, gets and gets Belgium a result, out. and I think they go through. I like that. Belgium out. Who's who's been the most disappointing team for like, you? Know, great question. All the World Cup most disappointing team. No, it's yeah. got to be. I mean, Germany's got to be up there, right? Yeah, but they're still alive. I was. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's an easy choice, actually. When I look at the table, one point. They uh, Bruno. They they had that game where Bruno Fernandez scored. But he was actually yeah. Ronaldo scoring. Ronaldo's eyelash. <laughs> His eyelash, yeah. He blinked at it, dude. Like the videos, like the videos of like going around of like him, like like arguing with somebody. Like uh, it was it was right after he scored, and he was like looking over, like giving a thumbs up to somebody, and they like and like someone must have off screen must have said like, "Yeah, you got it." And he like celebrates, and then like later he's like, it's like after the game. Or no, it's during the game, and he looks up and like he's like he's like oh he's like all angry and stuff or whatever, and he they pan over and it says goal Bruno Fernandez because like he realized that he didn't get the goal, and then there was a PK and Bruno got another goal. Yeah, he doesn't care about Portugal and Portugal's yeah. actually playing well, but Ronaldo oh, cares about Ronaldo. And that's it. What? They had a they had a picture of him walking out with mm-hmm. like the backpack on, and it's like I'm going to tell <laughs> Pierce Morgan. Silly. That's silly. Um, I, I think for me, my most disappointing team so far has been Serbia um, because I think that they had, you know, a very solid squad, like a la, um, you know, they say dark horse. Like I feel like uh, the same way you say about Denmark and having a 3-1 lead against Cameroon um, when you have the opportunity to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you lose to Brazil that's fine. Like that's, that's going to happen. But then you get the win against Cameroon and they take business care of business against Switzerland for that last spot. Um, you know, now they're going to, they're going to need some absolute magic to happen to be able to, uh, go against through. Brazil. Last game. Well, they, no, no, no. They, they play Switzerland the last game. They can um, do that though. And, and Cameroon against Brazil. They're, they're going to have to, otherwise it's going to be a really disappointing world cup for them because I mean, they have, uh, Mitrovic is uh, on the best form of his career. Um, you know, they have lots of other good players like Sergei mm-hmm. uh, Milinkovic Savic, who plays for um, Lazio and, and Syria. Um, he's a super good player. Um, you know, they just have like a good, solid team top to bottom. And I thought that they were going to do more, um, more of this World Cup. And it's so far, I would say they're most disappointing for me. And I can, I can retract that, you know, if they're able to get through. Yeah, I mean, you know how you know the deal on uh, Rooster and the Villain here. All the thirty listeners have never fact checked this ever. Nobody's fact checking us. Yeah, 100%. yeah, none of y'all hanging on one hour fourteen minutes. If you're hanging on this long, I love you. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that last uh, 
last podcast we did, I was doing the, I was looking through the squads and I said Lamptey wasn't on Ghana. I was like, oh, Lamptey didn't make it. And then as soon as the podcast ended, I looked down at my phone again. I was like, oh, fuck. He got subbed on that. Fact checking, Jake. Ain't nobody fact checking. He got he got subbed on in that uh, Korea game. I saw him make an appearance. So yeah, he start he started okay. last game, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, we uh, we done or should I ask much. you real quick? Coast. This is the last group for this pod: Costa Rica, Germany, mm-hmm. Japan, Spain, and this is where they at. They're at Spain, four points plus seven, gonna make it. Japan, three points zero. Costa Rica, three points minus six, and Germany, one point minus one, and. uh Costa Rica plays Germany. I think they're going to get stopped. Right? Maybe not. not. (laughs) It's between Japan and Costa Rica. You know, I think... Japan plays Spain. Yeah, like Spain could be Japan and Costa Rica could lose to Germany and then Germany gets through anyway and it's all on the point. Um, Also, Germany didn't make it out of the group stage in 2018. Um you know, they haven't looked that impressive outside of uh, Musiala, who's been um, that dude. That dude is going to be really, really good. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I haven't been like that impressed or um, scared of, of Germany. Um, I think the only reason you'd want them to win is is solely for name, like uh, familiarity. But like for me, I think talent wise, I think um, Japan would be better coming out of that group than than Germany. At this point, I just don't see him doing enough against Spain, um, especially coming off a loss to, to Costa Rica. That was that was really bad for Japan, considering how well yeah, they've just been beat playing. Germany. Yeah. yeah, sad, sad, really. All right, guys. I mean, there's there's more predictions to be had, but let's do this again sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, we can uh, after the next USMNT game, uh-huh. maybe a pregame show. We'll see. Uh, let's not get let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I've been watching lots of.